हेलो वेलकम टू द सेल्फ लर्निंग पॉडकास्ट बाय डॉक्टर सुषमा सिंह लेट अस स्टार्ट डिस्कशन ऑन चैप्टर 10 द फिलॉसफी ऑफ द कॉन्स्टिट्यूशन एंड आवर टॉपिक इज व्हाई डू वी नीड टू गो बैक टू द कॉन्स्टिट्यूएंट असेंबली व्हाई लुक बैकवर्ड्स एंड बाइंड आवरसेल्स टू द पास्ट दैट मे बी द जॉब ऑफ अ लीगल हिस्टोरियन to go into the past and search for a basic of legal and political ideas but why should students of politics be interested in studying the intention and concerns of those who framed the constitution why not take account of changed circumstances and define a new the normative function of the constitution in the context of america where the constitution was written in the late 18th century it is absurd to apply the values and standards of that era to the 21st century however in india the world of the original framers and our present day world may not have changed so drastically in terms of our values ideas and conceptions we have not separated ourselves from the world of the constituent assembly a history of our constitution is still very much a history of the present furthermore we may have forgotten the real point underlying several of our legal and political practices simply because somewhere down the road we begin to take them for granted these regions have now slipped into the background screened off from our consciousness even though they still provide the organizational principle to current practices when the going is good this forgetting is harmless but when these practices are challenged or threatened neglect of the underlying principles can be harmful in short to get a, a handle on current constitutional practice to grasp their values and meanings we may have no option but to go back in the time to the constituent assembly debates and perhaps even further back in time to the colonial era Therefore we need to remember and keep revisiting the political philosophy underlying our constitution. Now let us discuss the topic what is the political philosophy of our constitution. It is hard to describe this philosophy in one word. It resists any single label because it is liberal democratic egalitarian secular and federal open to community values sensitive to the needs of religious and linguistic minorities as well as historically disadvantaged groups and committed to building common national identity in short it is committed to freedom equality social justice and some form of national unity but underneath all this there is a clear emphasis on peaceful and democratic measures 
for putting this philosophy into practice. Let us discuss them one by one. The first is individual freedom. The first point to note about the constitution is its commitment to the individual freedom. This commitment did not emerge miraculously out of the calm deliberation around a table. Rather, it was product of continuous intellectual and political activity of well over a century. As early as the beginning of the 19th century, Ram Mohan Roy protested against curtailment of the freedom of the press by the British colonial state. Roy argued that a state responsive to the needs of individual must provide them the means by which their needs are communicated. Therefore, the state must permit unlimited liberty of publication. Likewise, India's continued to demand a free press throughout the British rule. It is also surprising, therefore, that the freedom of expression is an integral part of the Indian constitution. So is the freedom from arbitrary arrest. After all, the infamous Rollet Act, which the national movement opposed so vehemently, sought to deny this basic freedom. These and the other individual freedoms such as the freedom of conscience are parts of the liberal ideology. On this basis, we can say that the Indian constitution has a pretty strong liberal character. In the chapter on fundamental rights, we have already seen how the constitution values individual freedom. It might be recalled that for over 40 years before the adoption of the constitution, every single resolution, scheme, bill and report of the Indian National Congress mentioned individual rights, not just in passing but as a non-negotiable value. Now let us move to the next point, social justice. When we say that the Indian constitution is liberal, we do not mean that it is a liberal only in the classical western sense. In the book on the political theory, you will learn more about the idea of liberalism. Classical liberalism always privileges rights of the individuals over the demands of the social justice and community values. The liberalism of the Indian constitution differs from the version in two ways. First, it was always linked to social justice. The best example of this is the provision for reservations for scheduled caste and scheduled tribes in the constitution. The makers of the constitution believed that the mere granting of right to equality was not enough to overcome age-old injustices suffered by these groups or to give real meaning to their right to vote. Special constitutional measures were required to advance their interest. Therefore, the constitution makers provided a number of special measures 
to protect the interest of the stool caste and stool tribes, such as the reservation of seats in legislatures. The constitution also made it possible for the government to reserve public sector jobs for these groups. Respect for diversity and minority rights. The Indian constitution encourages equal respect between communities. This was not easy for our country. First, because communities do not always have a relationship of equality, they tend to have hierarchical relationship with one another. Second, when these communities do see each other as equals, they also tend to become rivals. This was a huge challenge for makers of the constitution, how to make communities liberal in their approach and foster a sense of equal respect among them under existing conditions of hierarchy or intense rivalry. It would have been very easy to resolve this problem by not recognizing communities at all, as most Western liberal constitutions do. But this would have been unworkable and undesirable in our country. This is not because Indians are attached to communities more than others. Individuals everywhere also belong to cultural communities and every such community has its own values, traditions, customs and language shared by its members. For example, individuals in France or Germany belong to a linguistic community and are deeply attached to it. What makes us different is that we have more openly acknowledged the value of communities. More importantly, India is a land of multiple cultural communities. Unlike Germany or France, we have several linguistic and religious communities. It was important to ensure that no one community systematically dominates other. This made it mandatory for our constitution to recognize community-based right. One such right is the right of religious communities to establish and run their own educational institutions. Such institutions may receive money from the government. This provision shows that the Indian constitution does not see religion merely as a private matter concerning the individual. Now let us wind up the session and thank you very much for engaging yourself with the self-learning podcast.